Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another edition of Tackle Drop Down. I am your host, Agent Frost, along with my comrades. Introduce yourselves, please. The one, the only, Madam B. Hi, guys. The big, the fat man. I finally got my goddamn haircut fixed. Big Daddy D. Hallelujah. Yeah, you know what's bad? When you go to your barber shop Mm -hmm. and your barber goes, shush. Chair. Sit in the chair. Let me fix that shit. <laughs> exactly what he said when I walked. That's in. good. That's how you know he's the he's the realist. He's only, yeah. only been cutting me now for four, years? three years, three or four years now. Yeah, but he knows your style. He knows your head. Yes. So, and speaking of head, where were people's heads at throughout this pay per view? Yes, tonight's card goes as advertised. We are going straight into after the pre show to our main event, which is Money in the Bank review. Because a lot has happened and a lot we got wrong. Yeah. So tune in and stay tuned. We'll be right back with some breaking news. Poop, poop, poop. Pre show. Yeah. <laughs> you so, thought we were going to go all out with. Poop, 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 poop. No. Yeah. No, nah, not today. So, yes, um, I did say <laughs> some breaking news. And uh, yes, we got some breaking news. Normally, we don't do main cards because for this week in wrestling. But we're just going to clump it all together because um, the man has become the mother. Yes. Or as I lovingly refer to it, the man, the myth, the mom. She's going to. So this is exciting. Does that mean we can officially classify her as a MILF? No. (coughs) Not yet. So a PILF? What? No. A pregnant? No. (coughs) Oh my goodness gracious. What was your take on this? Because you were very happy to. I was over the moon excited. It was one of those things that, you know, a lot of people are going to say, ha ha, called it. I'm like, what the fuck ever? What a ever moment. And I just used my one up. And whoever called it is a lying sack of baloney. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was very well done. My favorite thing was Asuka's reaction. Oh my gosh. You can tell that. Best reaction ever. That was a shoot. That was awesome. That was a shoot. I was kind of hoping that Seth would just walk out there with the biggest eating grin on his face. Yeah. Well, he didn't break character, though. He, he couldn't. He didn't want to break character. And plus, at the same time, they've done a lot of things where it was just on their own. So it, it seemed only natural that Seth would want to let her have her moment. Exactly. And speaking of breaking character, what the heck, AEW? Yeah. The inner circle beating Vanguard 1 to death with a baseball bat was the most entertaining thing on the show. Yeah, what happened? Hey, Impact called. They want their gimmick back. Yeah, right. Sammy Callahan has got his lawyers on the phone. That wasn't Sammy that did it. What are you talking about? That beat Vanguard one to death? It was Jericho Guevara. Beating something smaller with a baseball bat. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, it was. was No, I'm referring to uh, Decay beating up Vanguard one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, um, let's see. In the the world of uh, what's going on in the world today, Mm. uh, Big Man has notified me of a certain sport that is coming this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, it's official. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. 
NASCAR will be returning live from Darlington Internet or Darlington Motorsports. Going to watch some NASCAR? They're making a left turn. You think you're dumber than me? <laughs> well, Sorry I mean, for all of you who like NASCAR. That was a uh, what was it? Ricky Bobby reference. Yeah, NASCAR is an easy sport to follow when you ha- fall asleep halfway through and you still know what the heck's going on. Mm-hmm. But it's it's all good though. Um, we're just happy to see live sports again. Um, I know. I think this weekend in the coming up days, we're gonna see more businesses opening back up. Um, our go-to right now, um, or at least my go-to, is the East End Market. Mm, you told me this. I have told you this. The best fifteen-dollar roast beef sandwich I've ever had. Yep. And, you know, and it's more than just that, you know, they have Hinkley Meats, which is, um, it's a legit butcher shop. They mm-hmm. make, like, a lot of their own stuff. One of the first places I've ever had the serve me antelope sausage. Wow. Yeah. Very good. Um, Lineage Coffee Company. Great coffee. Um, let's see. La Femme de Fru- Le I'm going to goof this up. La Femme de. La Femme de Fromage. Le Femme uh, du Fromage. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, as you can guess, if you speak French, cheese. It's um, a lot of specialty cheeses and a lot of sandwiches that and cartouchiery boards nice. that they use. Um, that they do. What's another one? Farm and House, which is a lot of um, farm-to-table kind of food. It's just a cool like little area, like little co-op thing. It's not a Joe Nagy, is it? What's a what? It's no. not a jo- Oh, thank you. What the heck is a Joe Nagy? What, uh, if you guys don't watch Kitchen Nightmares, uh, Gordon Ramsay's... Um, Gordon Ramsay did a show called Kitchen Nightmares from the UK, then went to the US. Yeah. Uh, there's an episode for Mill Street Bistro, and the owner's Joe Nagy, and he promotes his food as farm to fork, but all of it's store-bought. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Every- no, this is legit. Like, okay. Even the legit. butcher shop, they make their own roast beef in-house. Nice. It's it's a lot of it scratch made, um, old hearth, uh, old earth hearth bakery. I might be goofing up that name, but they make the old, like their own bread. And the cool thing is, is that if you shop at one place, they go to another place to get something. Like if they're, for example, if Hinkley Means is out of bread, they'll go to the bread shop next door, buy a loaf, bring it back. Nice. <laughs> it's just it's a great, and they even refer to one another uh-huh. it's like hey if you're looking for coffee go check out these guys if you're looking for such and such go check out these guys and it's like the, and they have some very um eclectic cheeses mm-hmm. you like saw a goat's milk one there right a goat's milk gouda nice the I've only problem this. with that was 25 dollars a pound admittedly it's not cheap is it because of the season or it's just rarity? It's probably both. It's probably a combination of both. But I think it's more that it's um, not necessarily a season or the eclectic, eclecticness. eclecticness of it. I think it more has to do with goat milk is expensive, period. Kind of like, um, what is it? What was the, the most, apparently the most expensive? Uh, the most... Expensive vegetable, I think it's asparagus. No, truffle. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And half the time we're just paying for the airfare. 
There you go. Black yeah. black truffle can go anywhere from seventy five to a hundred dollars per truffle. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it's really tasty. Well, I've learned something. Yeah. Speaking of learning something. Yes. Now um, you know. I know, right? Cure the rainbow. Do do do. Uh, Speaking of learning something, we've learned about the downturns in the coronavirus cases. We're going down by 4%, I think, every two weeks. Nope, but yeah. Well, every week. Since Monday, we had... uh... Well, I'm talking about on a week-by-week basis, we went down. One day, we saw a spike. We went went up since Monday, since it reopened Monday. Yeah, that's what I'm referring to. Since Monday, we've had 5,000 cases. No. It's 4,518. 5,000 cases. Which is down from last week's 4,558. Yeah. Which is what I'm trying to get at, Big. Let the man finish. Yes. The recent spike was for Monday, but we haven't had a spike since then. So, which means that... People need... To follow the rules, thank you. Forty dollars. What is forty? Here we go. Sorry, I undershot on the black truffle. Okay. I just looked up. I undershot tremendously. <laughs> black truffle, the most common variety of truffle, is ninety-five dollars an ounce. Oof. White truffle tops the chart at hundred and sixty-eight dollars an ounce. An ounce, people. And guess how many of that in a pound? 16. Oh boy, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. It varies between a thousand to two thousand dollars a pound. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Anyway, so. What's going on in the world of uh, social media? Nothing. Everybody's bitching about Corona. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone's pretty much complaining about Corona. Um, what about the new Scoob movie that's coming to home view? That was kind of cute. I don't know. What's your take on that? Like, I'm I'm big on Scooby-Doo, but... I don't like the fact that they changed all the voices again. <laughs> Thank you. You always hate Where's that. Matthew Lillard? Yeah, right? Is he busy? What's he... Freddie Prince, where, where are you at, Holmes? Um, but... Let's see, there's that, and there's, um, oh, Matt Cardona, I think, uh, formerly known as Zack Ryder, has uh, some really cute new shirts on his uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. And by the way, I believe today is his birthday, too. It is? I believe so. Let me make sure. uh, Oh, and also, uh, Chris Van Vliet has another uh, podcast, well, it has another podcast, has another episode of his podcast featuring The Hurricane. Yes. I saw that. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Mm-hmm. But then again, and he's one among of the uh, another guys who, when they get into their forties, the top gets the top shrinks, and then they just grow these beards. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like the hair goes in and comes out the chin. What happened? Yes, today is Matt's birthday. Yay! Hey. Happy thirty fifth, Holmes. Welcome to the mid thirties club. I hope you like ibuprofen. <laughs> Well, he's been there for years. Okay, he's know. been taken. He's yeah. been a good boy. Right. <laughs> but yes. So. But I think that's that's all for the uh, local news. I mean, besides NASCAR, there's not really much going on in sports. Um, uh, Tony Khan is. If you guys listen to AEW Unrestricted, he's on there again for part two. Oh, so okay. Part two. Yep, part two. So tune into that. 
And uh, shout out to my boys, Deadlock Podcast, um, John John Blood from New Legacy Inc., uh, James from CM Pulse, mm-hmm. and Tony the uh, Tony the Pizza Guy. All YouTubers they collaborate on this. They, Tony the Pizza Guy. Yep, and they did, and they have like this session at the end of their show to do to uh, to pull jokes from the WWE joke book. It's hilarious. Which is actually quite comical. Yes, it I, is. I, we're going to have to YouTube that later. Yes, definitely. I'll send you guys the link. Definitely. Uh, shout outs to um, our guys over at Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling. Last time we checked, they are five tickets away from being completely sold out. Well, at 25% capacity. Yeah, right? 25% capacity. But Which yeah. is like 25 people. Let's Speaking <laughs> of that, hey, guess no, it really who, is like twenty five or guess people. guess which show went over capacity is the one that Junior went to. Which one? The it, one uh, go uh, go wrestling real pro or go uh, go wrestling? I think I think so. The one was, in Daytona. It was, yeah, the one recently. Yeah, let's go wrestle. Yeah, they they over. <laughs> Oopsie. They're over capacity. <laughs> Whoop roll. Yeah. Oh, lawbreakers. Um, no, they're not lawbreakers. Right. Just bending rules of snake. Oh, and um, shout outs to one Brian Zane for still rocking the beard. <laughs> Bless you, Brian Zane. <laughs> our patron saint of sanity. Oh, my gosh. I I will admit, I, I play his uh, Jim Cornette block me on Twitter uh, thing that he does, the uh, rant or something yes. that he said. Um, I play that when I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> oh, and you'll dig this. His latest episode was um, reviewing a- AWA's Wrestle Rock 86. Oh, you showed you sent me that link. That was So while we're in the pre-show, um, for those of you who watched or did not get a chance to watch NXT last night, DX was on. Yes, yeah. and they promoted. Yeah, my my thigh is bruised right now. I'm not. I'm cracking it up. My thigh is bruised because of how hard I hit it. Yes. Yeah. Why? NXT in your house. For the first time in 21 22. years 22. since Backlash. Yes. 1999. That was the last official in your house pay-per-view. Now, for those of you guys who know who, what in your house is, uh, back when the pay-per-view boom was exploding in the 90s, uh, they wanted to add more pay-per-views. So, because they had what? Royal Rumble, King of the Ring... SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and WrestleMania. They had less pay-per-views than we do now. Yeah. Yeah. So, they added more pay-per-views. Like, you know, WCW has Classic Champions. Mm-hmm. WWE has In Your House, which is which was normally two hours, and mm-hmm. it was a cheaper pay-per-view. Yeah. It was only like 30 bucks. Yeah, so it started But from, there were no titles, no, ma- no major titles on the line. With the exception of a few. There were... Um, it it started it's it lasted four years from ninety five to ninety nine. Yeah, I know. Um, the the best one, in my opinion, you can all, you might agree to this Canadian Stampede. Yes. What was the worst one? It beware of dog. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> Mother Nature, you done it again. Mother Nature screwed everybody over with that paper. Oh, speaking of Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah. This is to you. And I'm gonna use one of my F bombs. Go. Uh oh. It's fastly approaching football season. Stay the fuck away from us. Thank you. <laughs> if you ruin football season, there will be hell to pay. Oh, um, now let's get into the techie news. Because me and Big 
saw something that is near and dear to our hearts. The, re- the remaster of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Now, they've done this with uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD with the Unreal Engine. That was horrible with the Unreal Engine, though. It was mediocre. Now, with this one, they also include the updated graphics for the PS4 and um, Xbox, X- One. Xbox One. Mm-hmm. They also added the creative player. Yeah, and the rumor is is that they're also going to be bringing in um, Rage. They're going to bring Rage from Underground. Nice. That be that sounds pretty awesome. With oh, the, you have no idea. With the I, Rage was so much fun because it could help you keep your combos going. Okay, because I again, guys, I have no idea. I'm yes, when you uh, had that button smash to smash your board, you get extra points. Focus your board. You focus your board. It breaks your board. It gives you a ten second uh, ten second timer. Mm-hmm. To get back on your board and start, or back on your board and start tricking again. Yep, that that's the uh, walking. An, that was the walking animation from yeah. Underground. Yep. Interesting. I remember that. Didn't know that. Now, what was your favorite Tony Hawk game? For me, Underground. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think no we're question. all in agreement. Like we got off our like I had an actual a first Tony Hawk game, first skateboarding game to have an actual story. Really? Like and, you create and, a player. As funny as a story as it was, it was. It was. Story. Like you're fresh out of Jersey, you're with your friend Eric trying to make it big. Which and Eric, they introduced you to your, your antagonist. Who your rival is your best friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You make it big first, then he undercuts you, mm-hmm. gets your deal. And then you get revenge. You get revenge by signing with Hawk. Ooh. Like like he kind of, like they kind of like they kind of veer off in their separate paths. Like he's this snob, like rich snob, and you're kind of like this, you know, stay true person. Yeah. And it ends in like a race down the neighborhood, a skate off down the neighborhood. Oh wow! Where you actually get the uh, I'm swimming a lot here for I mean it's been since 2003. So, uh, <laughs> but yes, you how he said he undercuts him. You do a massive spot, a roof to rooftop gap in Hawaii uh-huh. that Eric steals, which costs you your pro deal. Now, it's not that he steals the jump, he steals the footage and uses it as him. Yep. Oh, no. But by the way, did you know there's a hidden, um, if I remember right, there's a hidden achievement in that first downhill? Really? Yeah, if I remember correctly, if you can get a million points in that downhill, you get a, a hidden diamond. Achievement, if I remember correctly, that might be in the other Tony, another Tony Hawk game then, because I, I don't remember. Oh, did we ever uh, announce the winner for? No, we did not announce the winner for caption this. I apologize. We can do it now. We can do it now. Okay. So um, I posted a picture of Juan. If you guys are on the Facebook group, I posted a picture of Juan Booker T. With his hilarious face. I love his face. I love Booker T's face. And Madam B, can you read the comments, please? Listener discretion is advised. Will this count towards my two I have left in the tank? No. Okay, give me this half a second. I'll go first. You got it? I've been duped. Dum, dum, dum. That was, or wasn't a fart. Wasn't a fart. Did you just cough on me? Yep. <laughs> Bitch, you how old? <laughs> Did R. Kelly pee on me? 
Oh my god. And is that you, Rona? Is that you, Rona? Now I'm leaning me toward the towards the bitch you how old and did R. Kelly pee on me. The did you cough on me? Yes. Was number one in my book. I I would have to agree with the did you cough on well, me. But if we're going based sheerly on reaction from the group, mm-hmm. believe it or not, it's actually did R. Kelly pee on me. Well, of course, because our you know our group is notorious for that <laughs> hum- humor like that. And then the did you cough, bitch, you how old, and is that you, Rona? Each got one. Right. But in the end, it's up to us because we do this. Shit. I honestly, based on the picture, I like the bitch. You how old? That that's a, a close second. That's a, a close second. A lot of guys have been to that. Have been in that situation. Yeah. Um, of you how old? But the did you call for me kind of is kind of with the times now. Yeah. Okay. I've seen that face. So on three, one, yay or nay? One, two, three. Yay. Yay. Okay. Mister Alan Dixon, you Woo! are the winner. Madam B will be sending you a message and it will be your job to come up with the picture for the next one. Yep, that's how we roll. Make it funny. We don't care if it's an actual picture because we know you come to Impact. Yep. It can be from anywhere as long as, you know. As long as it's wrestler related or wrestling related. There you yeah. go. So, did you guys watch, oh, I know I did. Did you watch NWA? Oh, the super superpower hour. This, yeah, Tuesdays. Yesterday's episode. Yeah, it. Um, I caught a bit of it. I watched the whole thing. It's a great setup for the Crockett Cup. Yeah. They're starting to set up brackets for the Crockett Cup. Mm-hmm. Um. So it looks like at the Crockett Cup, it's a winner take all between the villain and the champion. Which that's gonna be a great match. Yeah, I can um, definitely see Villain that. Inc. or Villain Enterprise. Um, Villain, Villain Enterprises. Is now officially in NWA again. Oh, wow. They're the returning and the inaugural Crockett Cup champions. That consists of Flip Gordon, Brody King. Flip Gordon is not there because Flip Gordon is with another competing company. Again? I thought Flip was with Ring of Honor. I also think Flip is with IWA. Oh. Or not IWA, ICW. And if he's with ICW, he can't compete in NWA. Wow. Because uh, ICW is under the NW, or the WWE flag. Oh, okay. I know, I know that ICW is under the WWE flag. They're not technically like fully owned, but I think Triple H has... It's like deep south. It's like it. it's like it's like it's pretty much a development. Of the, the, their picking area. I would say it's their picking area for uh, NXT UK. Yep. But I also think he's still with New Japan too. Is I wonder. Let's see. Not New Japan. I think New Japan is his own promotion. Like WWE will literally have to cook them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> And literally get no, no, the no, massages saying, for even giving them the opportunity. I didn't know that of Flip Gordon is a veteran. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know he's Air National Guard. Oh. The more you know. Alright, so we're going to cap this uh, pre-show <clears throat> off. I know it's long. With uh, me, and, me, yeah, and Bit, me and Big Daddy had this segment. He's still in New Japan. Well, we were talking, not segment, we were talking uh, off the cuff. Yes. Off air. About going into Walmart at 4 a.m. 
And how nice it is in comparison to going at 4 p.m. Yes. Very much. Because the people there are nice to you. There's barely anybody around, and everybody's just to to their own, get grabbing their things. I mean, you only get the people who um, are partying too hard and going to get some ibuprofen, <laughs> or um, uh, or like the home, like that one homeless person who actually found enough cash to go and get himself a drink or herself. Yes. And half the time, even like the randoms that are in there, and you yes. find a homeless man that's walking around there. I've done it numerous times where I was like, hey, man, you hungry? He's like, yeah, like, all right, let's go get some food. Now, we're not talking midnight, people, because that's a whole different story. You yeah. don't want to yeah. do that. Well, we're talking post-bars. Yes. After 2 a.m. feeling. Yeah, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yes. Now, you want to leave around 5, 5.30-ish, because that's when the elderly comes in. And they got no patience. They got no patience. They got no time <laughs> for your ass. <laughs> yep. They gotta be somewhere. But yes, if you like going to Walmart, go at 4 a.m. Yeah. See how it feels. Anywho's. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude our pre show. We'll be right back with our main event of the evening. Woo-hoo. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your ma, 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 main card. Wrong. Main event of the evening, Bubba. Thank you. Let's I'm sorry, fat man hungry. Fat take man two. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our main event of the evening. Thank you. Oh, I had to channel my inner think. Okay, money in the bank 2020 vision. Yes. Date and venue, please. Date and venue. Uh, the there was a pre-recorded portion uh, done on April fifteenth, twenty twenty. I am assuming that was in the Stamford, Connecticut, at Titan Towers. Yep. And off, but the live portion was done live on May the tenth, twenty twenty, at the Performance Center. Oof. So speaking of May the twentieth, twenty twenty. Wow, 10th. or May tenth, twenty twenty. Wow, we were at Eastside Market. Queen B mm-hmm. thought she saw Becky and Seth. Oof. I'm like, you know what? I don't think so. There's a pay-per-view tonight. And then seeing that when we watched it, we saw that there was zero live on the recording, on the stuff for the performance. And I'm like, I looked at it, I'm like, you know what? That may have actually been them. <laughs> and it may have been, it may have been Becky, Seth, with Cesaro, Cesaro and uh, that was it. one other person. I would say Cesaro sticks out like a sore thumb there. The problem is there's a lot of people in that side of town that look like Cesaro. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of really looked like him though. Anyway, sorry. So. What did you think of, uh, wait, well, let's do the re- matches and then overall show. Yes. Um, I'm going to start with uh, first show. I'm assuming this was a pre-show show. A uh, pre-show match. <laughs> if I can talk today, it'd be great. Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. Why was this on the pre-show? Why was it on the card anyways? There wasn't much... Where was Sheamus? Yeah, right? Isn't isn't Jeff Hardy in a feud with Sheamus right now? I I don't know. Um, I'm actually going to get to that in the... Okay. Ladder portion? Well, we're we're in the ladder portion. No, we are in the main event. We're doing the ladder portion. The post. Okay. Post main. Post main. 
So, uh, Jeff Hardy defeats Cesaro. I did not see this match. I am sorry. Post-main. <laughs> okay. Um, but from what I saw, it was pretty. It was a pretty me- decent mechanical match. Like, um, but yeah, nothing special. No, it, it could have been done on TV. Yes, it could. Okay, moving right along. Uh, we have a fatal four-way tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. You got your boys, the New Day, aka Biggie and Kofi Kingston. Yep. The champions versus the Forgotten Sons of Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake with Jackson Riker on at ringside. The Miz and John Morrison. I am not going to do their silly song. That's ridiculous. And, of course, Lucha House Party in the form of Grand Metalik and then Save the Rado. Now, when you look at Grand Metalik, do you get Hoovy vibes? Yes. Yeah, he's got like, a little <laughs> bit of fluffy hair going on. Yeah. I, oh, it's, that's his mask. Juventud Guerrera is what we're referring to. Yeah. I, I will say out of all of the non-Money in the Bank matches, this was my favorite. Yes. I give this a three. It was a really good uh, four-corner tag match. I'm going to give it a three, two, five. I give it a three five. Although I am sick of New Day being champions, agreed. Still, the right team took the fall. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Lucha House Party. <laughs> womp womp womp. Okay, so this one. Originally... Wait, that was four teams, right? Yeah, Forgotten yeah. Sons. We yeah. forgot about them because they're forgotten. Jesus sons. age. But um, but the, hold on before you go. Sorry to interrupt. Question. Yes, sir. Why did Jackson? Why did Jackson Riker get thrown out? Get thrown out? I don't know. That's even like even the commentary was like, "This uh, is a no. This is a no. This is a four corners no disqualification match. Why is he getting thrown out?" But well, we can't argue that he's already been thrown out. Yeah. So ref like, decisions. Um, ref de- Ref's decision. Whatever, dude. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get more into that later on. Okay. Originally, this was supposed to be our truth versus MVP. Uh-huh. There's a lot of initials going on in that. But instead, a pinch hitter comes up in the form of Bobby Lashley, Donde Esta, Eyebrows. Where's Kenny King? Yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking 2014 TNA over here. Yeah, right. Uh, Beatdown clan. Yeah, too much. <laughs> so. So, our Trizzle yes. taking on uh, Bobby, I only have hair on my eyelashes, lastly. Squash. Yep, pretty much. Uh, not even a coconut squash where it was a good squash. It was a butternut squash. Hang on. Butternut squash is actually pretty darn good. Which was semi-average. Mm. Uh, I give it a 175. Weakest match on the card. I give it a two. Our Trizzles tried to make it funny. He, not, he not, even, some... not even worth rating. Oh, <laughs> wow. He's a Russian judge over here. Well, crap. Yeah, because this one time he went nuclear on one pay per view. Uh, Clash of Champions for the I remember. Okay. Oh, what a night. Um, next up, we've got. Bailey with her best friend in Hall Royal South Banks. Uh, going up against Tamina, 
for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Is it sad that I really didn't give a crap about this match? You heard that correctly. Tamina is getting a Women's Championship. I actually thought there for a second she was actually going to win. It would have been awesome if she did. It was a really competitive match. Um, they both worked well. Tamina, although she's rough around the edges, she did the best she could do. She's been there long enough. Well, yeah. I mean, shout, I mean, shout out to Rosa Mendez. You can be there long enough and not learn anything. That's for damn sure. That's true. So, uh, two seven five, not bad. Uh, the right person won. Yeah, I'm giving it a two point five. Okay. Because mostly, maybe it's because I haven't been watching. The shows regularly, except for the highlights. Well, the good thing is about SmackDown is that their women's division is stronger. That's true. Because they showcase more. And guess what? The Russian drug strikes again. I give it a one. Wow. Woo! Still mad. Okay. Next one up, we got Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman going up against his friend Bray Wyatt. Okay, that fell Okay. I'm going to go on a small soapbox. Oh, Lord. Before you do that, because we save soapbox for last... You go first. What, what was you? What was your take on this? Eh, it wasn't bad. <laughs> You're wrong. Hold on. It was to me. It was like almost a missed opportunity. Yes. Almost. I agree with you. You're right. Okay. It was a missed opportunity to do so many different things. And you're sitting there, and by the end, you're sitting there scratching your head, going, "Okay, where are we going with this?" Because I have a feeling it's not done. And I just think if this was supposed to be like an appetizer to a great main course, you've missed the mark a little bit. Just a little. So I'm going to go ahead and give this a 2.5. I give it a 1.5. Fuck this match. Fuck this match. Fuck Bray Wyatt for being in this match. Mm -hmm. And fuck Braun Strowman. Just because I'm not a huge fan of Braun Strowman right now, um, but but in in reality, the reason why I gave this one point five because it was more because uh, the segment took away from the match. The match itself was garbage, mm -hmm. but the one segment where Braun tricked him by putting on the the lamp the the mask, mm -hmm. I'm just like it made Bray look like a geek. Yeah, and yeah, I was not a fan of this match. Yeah. Because I knew who was gonna win, yeah. and I knew that you know it was gonna it was just a means to an end for the fiend to get his revenge and step in and say, "Hey, Bray couldn't get the job done. Why not have the fiend do it?" Which should have happened, but you know, whatever. It's kind of like Finn Balor and the Demon at this point. Yeah. Go ahead, Big. Here it comes. First of all, you're both wrong. I give it a four point five. Hmm. Strategically entering wrestling is it's flawed. Mm -hmm. Psychology, the best thing WWE's done in a while. Okay. The usage of the puppets, precise. The idea of bringing the mask back, amazing. Is the is it a setup without a shadow of a doubt? Will this keep going without a shadow of a doubt? And you're gonna hate me for this. They're gonna keep it going till Mania. Why not? Why not end it at SummerSlam? Not big enough. It's not a big enough place. Mm -hmm. WWE. I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing it that WWE's 
or the next next year's WrestleMania out west is going to be the biggest WrestleMania, not only in attendance, mm -hmm. but also value and matches because of the lack of matches and the lack of money that they made with this one. That's true. Now, do I think that WrestleMania will be coming back to Tampa? Yes. Probably in the next two to three years. Mm -hmm. Just because of COVID. Of COVID. Mm -hmm. Tampa will not be denied their WrestleMania. But I think that that may, that if they do it right, mm -hmm. that has the potential of being the main event at WrestleMania next year. Next year's main event. If it's done proper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying at SummerSlam, he faces the Fiend, he drops the belt to the Fiend. Now, now Braun Strowman becomes the aggressor. Potentially siding with him, doing like something like Randy did, uh -huh. siding with him till he gets his opportunity. When he sees that opportunity, finds the weakness, quote unquote, air quotes, big ass air quotes, in the fiend's armor, uh -huh. and exploits the hell out of it. Come Royal Rumble, you know what that's gonna be, right? The unveiling of the fiend, or the unveiling of. Sister Abigail. Like, I can see Strowman literally unveiling, try to unveil the Fiend, and then Sister Abigail finally, and that brings out Sister Abigail. Oh, and wow. not this BS Sister Abigail that we saw. It's 2017. With Finn Balor. Yeah. That's I'm talking the real Sister Abigail. The one we've been fiending for, no pun intended, for many, many years now. So, but yeah, I was, but I, I admit the segment was nice. Um, and obviously it was a, obviously it was a setup, but in terms of the match, I hated it. It was not the best one. Okay, next up on the card. Next I'm done time? with my soapbox. Okay. Dun, dun. Uh, now we've got Drew McIntyre with versus the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. That yep. was actually surprisingly a really technical match. I give it a four star. Uh, best match of the night for me. I give it a four. Great, solid match. Was not the match I was expecting by any stretch of the uh -huh. imagination. Uh -huh. Especially was, the ending sequence. Yes. That I was, was beautiful. I was expecting a, an absolute beatdown by Seth and our champion uh -huh. getting the roll up in a tight package what, to what steal would, the victory. But here's the thing, though. You can do that with Ray, but not with Drew. Because with Drew, that'll make him look stupid. Because Drew would, is four inches, it just going size. Drew McIntyre is four inches taller than Seth okay, and 60 pounds a, heavier okay, than maybe Seth. Maybe not a tight package, but reversing, maybe doing a reverse roll. So Seth, or Seth's going on the Oklahoma pin, roll or a cradle? Oklahoma roll. Okay. Or a cradle. Oh, cradle. Getting him in a cradle. Mm. Yeah. And literally snatching the victory away from him for a one, two, three to keep this going. Now, would I love to see this main event SummerSlam, the next major pay-per-view? Yes. Because I think that come SummerSlam, we'll be able to have crowds. Mm -hmm. And we'll be able to have the Goon Squad back. Now, question. Um, you know I've wanted this match mm -hmm. since for a year now. Yeah. Now, well, well, here's the, th uh, the question is, what did you think about that handshake? That was very, very odd. Very forced. 
I, I felt on like Seth's was... part, it looked very forced. well. It's kind of playing to his character of leading by example, being the Messiah. Yeah, but at the same time, knowing Drew like we do, that is in Drew's character. When he has a very hard fought match, he will do a sportsmanship on a hard fought match. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what WWE kind of lacks. I know that they're all about storyline and advocating for character development. So you kind of like that code of honor type. But when it comes to a hard-fought championship match, or just a hard-fought... That's why I love watching cruisers. Mm -hmm. Like, even if they're... You can obviously know heels are heels, faces are faces, and the tweeners are tweeners. Mm -hmm. But after a hard-fought match, a championship match, or in a tournament, they shake hands. Mm-hmm. And then they go their separate ways. Yeah. I like that. And call me old school. I mean, we all know I am. They they did that in WCW. They did that in WWF. They right. did that in AWA. They done that in Ring of Honor. Old school Ring of Honor when it was good. Code of Honor, yep. It's, that's just how it is. And New Japan may not shake hands, but they bow. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we seen that happen? Yeah. Obushi's done it numerous times. Oh, yeah. Uh, Okada. Okada did it to Omega after he dropped the title mm-hmm. to Omega. Uh, Minoru, Omega did it back Minoru, after he dropped the title. Minoru Suzuki. Yep. Oh, my God. Fale when he did it to Suzuki. That one shocked the world because you have one of the, the big heavy for the biggest heel faction in New Japan bowing to a legend after he yeah, literally just kissed the shit out of him. I was about to say, Suzuki gun, man. And but it wasn't your typical just okay. I'm gonna go to waist level. He got on his knees and yep. bowed. Yep. And when I listened back to the commentary and when they talked to Bad Luck backstage, because New Japan always loves doing their post match interviews, yes. and I love that. Me too. Because it's a great like, segment like, for the next like a, set. It looks like a press release. Yeah, it's a great setup for the next events. Mm-hmm. Or they could just say, "Hey, what'd you think?" One of the one of the American goes, "Why'd you bow like that?" I understand bowing after a hard fought match, but why on your knees? He goes, he's a damn legend. Mm-hmm. This is one of his last matches. This is the last time I'm going to get to wrestle him. It's like, I learned a lot from him, so I'm paying him the ultimate respect. Mm-hmm. Well, don't you think this is going to lose your heat? He goes, hell no. I'm just going to kick the living shit out of the next person that stops in front of me. There you go. Do you want to be it? Mm-hmm. No, then get the hell away from me. I love that. Yep. Can't do that in the ego. Sh- no, because they're showing respect. Like the one, what was it? We were watching uh, Into the Grid. I think it's Into the Grid. Or The Last Ride. Uh-huh. And talked about, the very first episode, they talked about uh, the Roman Reigns match mm. with Taker. What they didn't show on TV, which I was really hoping they would have, was Roman Reigns literally. Sitting in the timekeeper's area, bawling his eyes out like a twelve-year-old boy. Yeah, back in backstage, back in Gorilla. No, he was in the timekeeper's area, out on the stage. Oh, by the announcement table. By the announcement table. Okay. You know where they had that little nook yeah. where the timekeeper and the belt, the bellkeeper is. Mm-hmm. He was over there while Taker was taking off his gear, crying. Wow. And people asked him why. He goes. You ever tried to work with your legend? You're one of your heroes? heroes? 
And he's like, but you're an annoyee. He goes, that's your point is? I was about to say, that's literally Roman being a fan of the business. And that's what he's like. He goes, first and foremost, I'm a fan. Yes, I'm a superstar. Yes, this is my profession. Yes, this is my job. But I'm still a fan. Getting to wrestle the likes of my cousin or Taker or being in the ring with DX or Stone Cold. It's like, we all mark out. He's like, I could tell you stories about Brock Lesnar the first time I met the man. Three days before I'm supposed to go in and beat the crap out of him to set up a storyline. Yeah. Marking out backstage talking to him. Uh Or he goes, or the first time when I was a kid meeting Stone Cold while he was feuding with my cousin. Yeah. Or going when I was younger watching my uncles wrestle. Yep. Watching my cousin wrestle. Watching my other, watching the Usas wrestle. You say watching his brother too. Yep. He didn't talk about his brother because it's still, well, yeah. it's still sore to him. And I completely understand. I mean, it's hard for me to talk about my dad still to this day. But that's understandable. Agreed. So, but it just shows you. And he's like, hell, watching Daniel Bryan work Triple H was hilarious. <laughs> Apparently he said that uh, Daniel didn't want to have that feud with Triple H. Wow. Because he looked up to him. But, and that's the thing that pissed me off when everybody was calling Cena just a new talent barrier. Like, yeah. bury new talent. I'm sorry, when you get to his level, mm-hmm. when you're at that level of Triple H or Taker, Austin, The Rock, Cena, when you reach that plateau, mm-hmm. it may look like you're burying talent, but realistically, you're giving them those platforms. Yeah. The only time I believe he actually buried somebody was the Nexus. Yeah. That's it. But I think that wasn't his doing. Yeah, it was. It was literally him overruling a decision by, made by Jericho and Edge to put Nexus over at SummerSlam. John wanted to go to, get over. And he had that power because he's the face of the company. But then again, though, at that, it was just a bad call. It was a bad call at the time. I think if, that, if they would have made it to maybe Elimination Chamber. Fuck it. Make, make it to Mania. Yeah, have, have, would have, been have, 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 have Barry get the strap mm-hmm. at Rumble the or Chamber. No, the, uh, the world. The, yeah, the WWE title. And make Cena, t- oh, make Cena chase it, him. It makes Cena chase him. That would have not only gotten heat for them, mm-hmm. but would have made Cena's victory now, so much sweeter. Now, here's the thing. Intermission time, sorry. Fantasy booking. Okay. Here we go, right? So the, so the Nexus wins, mm-hmm. and... John Cena wants one more chance. They have it at Survivor Series where if John Cena loses, he joins the Nexus. Yep. So, John Cena is the sole survivor of his team. He loses to Barrett and, I think, Barrett and two other people who are still with... Barrett and Justin Gabriel give him some shine because he's one of the most talented guys on the whole Nexus squad. I would say Otunga as well just because of muscle. And Otunga. Just have those three against one (laughs) dynamic and then they beat him, right? Mm -hmm. So, he officially... Joins the Nexus, mm-hmm. right? And so at TLC, mm-hmm. uh, Wade Barrett wins uh, number one contenders match, so, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then they go to Rumble twenty. They go to uh, Royal Rumble twenty ten. We're not gonna have um, yeah, yeah, twenty ten because we don't need Del Rio winning the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, this is twenty eleven. Uh, Wade Barrett goes in. 
you know, screw the core and all that garbage. Um, John Cena is also in the Rumble. Wade tells John to eliminate himself, right? Uh-huh. Wade Barrett wins. Oh, it's like Ray Bear's going to WrestleMania. No, he wants to. He wants to. Ca- he wants his uh, title now. Yeah. So, the next night on Raw, Wade Barrett wins the championship. Wow. Not at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, but we need some money for WrestleMania. That's when Elimination Chamber comes in, where Cena wins his match. Uh-huh. You know, to the shock of Wade Barrett. Uh-huh. Because I guess, you know, they took somebody out. And they're like, oh, we're going to have a replacement. John Cena wins. And uh-huh. John Cena goes in. And then you have that inter- intertwined thing where John Cena finally gets his revenge against the Nexus for using him as a, his quote-unquote slave. Uh-huh. To where Cena wins against Wade Barrett at Mania. Mm. So you've developed Wade Barrett in the Nexus as his dominant heel faction. Yep. Without screwing him over while he was red hot. Yep. Makes sense. Or, this is my thought. He loses to where Elimination Chamber comes around. No, not Elimination Chamber. Um, Survivor Series. Soul Survivor. I mean, heck, if you want, you can have them win the title from uh, for, at the Rumble uh, from who who is WWE champion? Orton? Yeah, it was no, Orton. no, at, Sheamus. My bad. No, I thought that at that time that was for the title. No, at the no Rumble twenty eleven. Oh, not twenty ten. Okay. No, not twenty ten. That was that was before the Nexus. I was talking about twenty eleven. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Have him so win it. it was um. Hold hold on. It was um. It was yeah. It was Sheamus. Have him beat Sheamus. Yeah, he beats Sheamus. He gets the title. Or have him beat Orton because Orton was face. Yeah, he he okay, he beats Orton, gets the title. Cena says, "Hey, I want one more shot." Says, "Okay, I'll, you'll get your shot if you beat us. You get your team. I've got mine. You beat us at elimination." I got a better idea than that though. Elimination chamber because Nexus has seven people, right? Have Cena and five other Nexus dudes. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was saying. Exactly. But Cena, Cena is the last one in. Mm. So you have all five. You have five in the Nexus or six. Yeah. Yeah, five. Five in the Nexus. One guy out and four in the pod. So obviously, Bray's out or Barrett's out. Yeah, and because he's got the title, he doesn't need to be in there. Have Mason Ryan be the last guy out of the pod? No. Well, not for me. Okay. Meet Cena. No, Cena is the first. Cena's out the pod. No. So it's it's against all. No, of that's you. But for me, okay. I'm thinking Cena and three others. Yep. In the pods. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Nexus just wait. Oh. So Cena so comes out last. Five, so Cena comes out last. Yeah, it's five I got on you. one. I got you. Cena wins <laughs> by literally the skin of his teeth. All four pods. All the all that plexiglass in the four pods are broke. But they're gonna have there's gonna have to be some dissension within the members themselves, though. Somebody's hiding under the ring to help. Who do you think it's gonna be? Taker. Taker was facing Triple H, though. Fantasy booking, my brother. Okay, I was about to. Say, I didn't want to. I didn't want to disrupt. No. The other story. This, this is fancy, fantasy booking. Okay, I, I, I wanted to. I didn't want to disrupt this. No, I understand, but this is my fantasy. I got you. I got so, you. So, Taker helps by literally grabbing. Oh God, what's his name? Uh, this I no racist name of the big black guy. 
uh, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, thank but you. But he wasn't in the Nexus. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. He was part of the core. I not Nexus. The, no, the other, the Batista wannabe. Mason Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ, guys. I either have I not enough right. caffeine or not enough alcohol. One of the two. All right, let's get back so, to the fantasy. But okay. Taker takes Mason, uh-huh. pulls him under. Then he literally gets like thrown back up and he's unconscious. Oh. Something happens under the ring. Hold Which, on. Okay, hold, hold your thought. Cena pins him. Uh-huh. Throws him out of the cage. Barrett comes in to help. Mm-hmm. Taker just pops his head out, starts getting out of the out of this hole. Mm-hmm. Barrett runs for the hills, oh. gets himself out of the cage and runs. Mm-hmm. And then now it's four on one. Now, question for you guys: I know you guys talking about oh, but what about the Miz? He won Money in the Bank that year. Have Miz cash in on Cena night after WrestleMania. There you there go. You go. That's exactly <laughs> where I was today. What? So, go ahead with your question. Um, then I was going to ask, instead of having him pop out and drag someone down and bring them back up, why not just have the lights turn off? Too much too, too much going on with that. Because as, as much as I'd love to see that happen, that would work great for, an, or for a Hell in a Cell match, where it's only two or three people in. But when you have that many people going at each other, too much, too many things can happen at once. They did it in 2014 with the White family. Yeah, and, look what, and look what happened. One I mean, person, it wasn't. It didn't. No, it wasn't bad. No, one person was out for six months because of a freaking injury. Oh. Oh yeah, Christian. Christian <laughs> was out because of an injury because he slipped on one of the inanimate got objects in the ring and got a concussion. Yeah. Oops. Because the lights were out and he couldn't see. Okay, I have another question. What's the second question? Can we finish the money in the bank? Yes, yes. In, intermission's this over. Intermi- okay. But, but going, make a long story short, he wins at Mania. Uh huh. One, two, three, gets his title. Yep. Now he is the man in WWE history. Yeah. Okay. With current events still happening, he would be the 17-time world champion. Okay. Yes. And he so would have beaten Flair's record. All right. Which still needs to freaking happen. Well, well. anyway, go ahead. Okay, so back to our regularly scheduled program. Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties in fantasy booking land. We have the Money in the Bank ladder matches that went on simultaneously. Oh my gosh. This was bananas. So in the lobby, you had Asuka, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Entering in in Street Fighter mode. Yeah. Yes, dude, that was hilarious with Shayna. Yeah. No, the hilarious one was uh, Daniel Bryan. (laughs) No, for me, honestly, the most hilarious was Asuka. The freaking all right, guys, uh, you ready to fight in the gym? No, yeah. mine, mine was Oscar. I haven't even like, mentioned the gym yet. You guys are ahead uh, of I, me. I'm sorry, but yeah, Oscar was great. Oscar, everybody's like, they hear the music and they're like, "Where is she? Where is she at?" And they pan up and they're like, "Get down here!" Uh, it's so, like that rowdy cousin at the family reunion. Right. Go ahead. Okay. Now, in the in the gym, as you guys already forementioned, uh-huh. we got Otis. We got AJ Styles. Uh-huh. We got Aleister Black. We Yay. got Daniel Bryan. Yay. We got King Corbin. Ooh. And Rey Mysterio. Yay. Meh. In this particular match? <laughs> yeah, meh. That, that was a random one, wasn't it? <laughs> Basically, More random than Otis. Basically, it was like the most... 
You know, Rey Mysterio was used as a freaking rag doll. No, the honest. one person that I was shocked that should have been in that wasn't you was got, Dolph. You got big O and little O. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I honestly was kind of hoping that Dolph would have been in. Uh, no, to keep the feud going with Otis. Yeah, true. But I, they, I need, they need wasn't. another Raw guy. But so, first and foremost, out of the gate in the men's side, yeah, uh, Otis decides to pin AJ Styles under only like what? It only looked like 250 pounds worth weights. of weights. And AJ's, there's so much room between him yeah. that he literally could have just wiggled his way out, but yeah. he played it so damn well. It was actually quite comical. Yep. Yep. And we want to say during this entire time because we could try to go over it all. But the problem is, is that the again these two matches were going on simultaneously in the building. You should just talk about some high spots there. Okay. Like the one with Dana Brooke. Okay. Bless Dana Brooke. If that was priceless. And what made it better was that she didn't keep the damn briefcase. And obviously, she went into the Money in the Bank conference room, which had a briefcase said Money in the Bank hanging above it. With what looked to be a couple million dollars. If it were me, and I were Dana Brooke... You would be stuffing your bra. No. I would have taken the case with me. Oh. And looked at Asuka. Want your title shot? Or a million dollars? I'll give you a million dollars for the title shot. Yeah, right. Would have been funny as hell. I think the spot of the night, if you go and listen to our podcast from last week, when we were... We talked about the ideas that were going to happen between the three of all, between the two of us. We called almost every spot. Yeah, pretty much. Otis found them. Otis found food. Yeah. Two people got thrown off the roof. Yep, I called that. <laughs> we both did. And we called it, and I said Ray's going to get thrown off. And you're like, no, Ray's not going to get thrown off. Ray yeah. got thrown off. Ray got thrown off. I got thrown off. Uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ fought in Vince's office. Oh my god, that was whole <laughs> But that wasn't Vince's office, though. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Vince's actual office. No, no boots. It wasn't just the boots. If you look at it, it was a conference room. Oh, okay. It was one of their circle conference rooms. Okay. Yeah. But it was just hilarious the way that they ran in there fighting, moving the chairs around. Vince just looking at them. Says, they realize it's Vince's area. Vince says, "Get out." He says, "Get out." They stop. They start everything. walking out. They fix everything. They too. put the chairs back. They close the door. They look at each other and going, well, you were a pussy. Well, you didn't do anything too. We pushed the chairs in. Yeah, you're right. And what the camera about, cuts away. What about Bruce oh, Brother Love's uh, cameo? Yeah, explain that one to me, please, because I wasn't in the room. It's WWE's headquarters. Yes. What are you going to find in the headquarters? Bruce Legends. Bruce, Bruce Richard. John Laurinaitis, when he got pied in the face by Otis. And his people power scooter. Yep. Which he no longer needs. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, food, the food fight. The was, food fight was hilarious. Yes, it was. The, only thing, the only thing that would have made that it made that better, to be truthfully honest, was Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, good. Coming in with his whistle. Blowing his whistle. And saying then, that, everybody stops. And then one person comes in. Flying pie. No, looks around. Then the flying pie hits him in the face. Yep. Everybody goes ghost white. Wipes his face off. And then Ron, damn! Then Ron Simmons comes in and says, damn, yep. And then they all just keep going. Yeah. Exactly. So, and then um, uh, two dangerous looking spots. One from Shayna mm-hmm. and one from Dana. Dana mm-hmm. slipped, hit her head. 
Shayna just hit the wall. Oh, God. Um, I felt so bad for Dana's yeah. head. Asuka oh. used the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> they all actually... Oh, the, now, AJ, here, used, now, AJ used the elevator, too. Yep. Now, um, my problem with this, right... Was the camera work when it got to the roof? Well, yeah. When it got to the roof. Asuka's going up to get the briefcase. It comes Baron Corbin. Like, yeah. what the hell is Baron Corbin doing? Let's what is Baron a... Corbin doing? He's climbing up. And I'm thinking, okay... They're each going to grab their brief, respective briefcases and leave. Yeah. No, he's fighting Asuka. Why? <laughs> I had a flash. I had a thought when that was happening. I'm like, oh my god, he's going to grab the wrong briefcase, and now he's going to have to fight for the women's title. Yeah, but even, <laughs> but, even, but even then, I'm like, dude, why don't you just grab your own briefcase so you can become a two-time Money in the Bank winner? John Cena isn't around to screw up your uh, chances anymore. <laughs> no, but Elias was. True. Well, that was later on. Hey. But, uh, he, but yes, Oscar won. Yes. And now we get to the men's, the rest of the men's part, where uh, Corbin yeeted two people. <laughs> so it was down to three. Yep. And then you got Corbin and AJ. Otis is in, uh, over there. Otis tries to... Didn't he like, try to climb it one more? He tried to climb it, but broke three of the rungs. Yeah. <laughs> that's 330 pounds, guys. He a big boy. Yes. Well, that's what happens when you get a ladder that says... 200 pound weight limit. Corbin and it will. Well, Corbin and AJ will. Uh, they, they, they fight. AJ Styles clashes off the top. Where's. And then there's Elias. Elias hits him with the back of the head with a. Uh, with his uh, guitar. Briefcase falls. And who gets it? AJ grabs the briefcase. Yep. Butterfingers it. And right in Otis's hands. Oh, wow. A Carmella spot. Yep. Oh, yeah. So Otis is your men's money in the bank winner. Da, na, 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 na. This is interesting. Yes. Because one I could see, one I couldn't. Oscar, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, because like she's done well, and we all wanted to see the rubber match between her and Becky, which we did. Because Becky Lynch literally... Gave Foreshadow, her. Becky Lynch... Yes, Becky Lynch... Came out with the money in the briefcase. And when we saw that, I'm like, uh-oh, something's wrong. She's injured again. Yeah, right. She okay. comes out, she's like, well, Oscar comes out. Why do you have my briefcase? Why do you have my briefcase? Hold on. Let me tell you. You weren't fighting for the contract. There's a reason why you couldn't open it up. Here's the combination. I have the combination. Open, grabs the combination, opens it up. Out plops the title. Mm-hmm. I am the champion. Yep, you are fighting for the championship. Yeah, well, you are the you go do you go, you, be, a, you go be a warrior while I go be a mommy, be a mother, or be a mom. And then I loved how you could hear them. The commentary, the commentators cut their mics. Yes. So that makes me wonder if they. I don't even think they knew. Yeah, they probably weren't in the know. Now Otis. That's going to be interesting. Yes, it is. Who is he going to challenge? That's going to be the and question. And who's going to challenge him for his money in the bank? Probably Dolph. Probably Dolph. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they book Otis. Yeah, probably Baron. And, and Tucker. Yeah, my new. Is, is, is Otis going to cash in on the New Day? Well, just say any title. Any title. Oh, shit. And if you look at it, that would be the first time... That the money in the bank ladder or the money in the bank contract is used on a mid mid or tag team title. 
And it would make a hell of a lot of sense yeah. to finally get a one-on-one match for the tag team titles. It, it would have made a lot more sense if Rudolph was champions. That would have been... But then again, we also said it would have made a lot so, more sense if we gotten Dolph in the damn match. Because can you can you imagine this, right? SummerSlam match. Six-person tag. Uh, Heavy Machinery and Mandy Rose taking on Rudolph and... I think, that, I think that's actually going to happen. I would love to see Or at that. least a mixed tag. Yeah, my, my point exactly. So, um, I can't give this ladder match a rating. I, neither can I. So, it doesn't get a rating, but it's not a bad thing. It was entertaining. The match made no sense. It was, <laughs> it was entertaining, and we've never seen anything like it before. Yes, I don't want to see it again. Yeah, can we avoid that in the future? But... It was fun to watch. It w- it still had a lot of entertaining moments yeah. to it. So, but I don't give it a rating. No, I I won't give it a rating either. What about you? Honestly, if I had to give it a rating overall, give it a solid four. Okay. Two okay. two stars for each. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, yeah. Was it an entertaining match? Without a shadow of a doubt. You you had a lot of belly busting. Oh, I had a lot of laughs with it. Comical without a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. The final, the camera work at the end when they got up to the tower, the top of the tower, was absolutely atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that's me. So, we have some breaking news. Postman now. Oh, we have breaking news for Postman. This is like legitimately breaking news. Okay. okay. Um, Dan Matha just released that the oh. hole in his head. Yeah, the accident. Is about 80% healed. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, he still doesn't know if he'll be able to wrestle okay. anytime soon. Completely understandable. For those who don't know, uh, on... He was involved in a... April 20th, he was involved in a very serious collision. Yes. Which left a... Really bad looking... Um, crater. Really bad crater in the back of his head. Yeah. Uh, Dave, uh, Dan Matthew, who wrestled under the name of Dorian Mock. Everybody known him as Dave Man- Dave, Man- uh, Dave Mr. Clean. Yep. Um... He totaled his car and injured uh, that Sunday. Uh, he called he called the world being shut down by the corona pan- pandemic, which he did actually call it. Um, the crash and losing his jobs while 21 days. Ooh. He was part of the uh, first round of yeah. NXT cuts, unfortunately. Yeah. Which sucks, but then again, he wasn't really... He was only on live sh- house shows. He was on... He did live one. He was actually... He was on house TV shows it, twice. Yeah, but be, after, and then they put him on the uh, house shows. Well, and then he was also uh, with Riddick Moss. Yeah. Yeah. But... He was also in Saudi. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody forgot about that. Yeah. So, but I'm glad that he's alive, first and foremost. That yes. He's doing better. I just it is a shame though that he was part of that first set of cuts because he had some potential, not a lot but some. He was a work in progress. So, but our post main that I wanted to discuss yes was the newly announced starts tomorrow is the announced of the intercontinental champ uh, the intercontinental uh, championship tournament because Sammy dropped it. No, Sammy Sammy didn't drop it. He Sammy had was to. stripped. Yeah. Because he's overseas with his family yeah. during this pandemic and can't compete. Yep. Yep. Which I think is stupid. So why don't they, they just do it like they did with the with intercontinent the or with the cruiserweight and have an interim. interim? Yeah. That way come I don't know, Survivor Series, once all this is done, you have a champion versus champion for an undisputed but championship. That would be overbooking match. though. 
For an undisputed match? It wouldn't be overbooking. Well, because well, you have one for the Cruiserweights, you can have one for the Continental as well. Yeah, they're two different titles. Two different groups. That's true. The The Cruiserweight is being uh, contested on NXT. Okay, well, you know, it's it, it, it's, it's not, what is it, not monotonous booking, it's, what is it? Mm. Where it's the same, yeah, it is monotonous booking, right? It is. Well, I think the word you're looking for is redundant. Redundant, but thank you. It, it is redundant, but I can see WWE doing it because they're running out of plans. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they're just... It's, uh... They're just using anybody who's available because they got to do something. Exactly. Now, um, uh, my postman. Yes. Dark Side of the Ring. Yes. The Road Warriors episode. Uh, this will be near and dear to his heart. Yes. Because they go in depth about Mike. And I'm kind of not going to watch. I'm not going to destroy a childhood. You're I know. No, yet. no, it's not that I'm ri- not ready. No, because he knows of the horror stories. I know the horror stories of his drug Because addiction. he was in WCW when Hawk was kind of. was When was, Hawk was out of his goddamn mind. Was, was a no sell Hawk. He was no sell Hawk because he was out of his mind. He was, like, remember how we were talking about snorting cocaine off of a stripper's ass? Yeah. He was doing it off the tables and off the belts in the back. Oh, not good. He was showing, like, remember, and then, and then remember when he, the NX, or the TNA match where Jeff Hardy came out completely drunk off of his mind? Victory Road. For Victory Road. Yeah. Yep. Think that, but worse. Oh. He couldn't even make it to the ring without falling down. That was, and that was, uh, that was, and also SummerSlam... Summer Sun 2000... No, 1992. 92. in the Wembley Stadium where they literally had to move the match to the, to the opener mm-hmm. because of how bad he, how badly messed up he was. Wow, that's it's, insane. And, and like, I watched, I, I started watching in 97, so this was when the Warriors' uh, second run in the E. Mm-hmm. And immediately they, they were going at the storyline of Hawk being drunk, which was true to life. Mm-hmm. And then draws trying to help him or quote unquote push him off the off the off the off the uh, Titantron. Yeah, I'm just like, why would they do that? Yeah, knowing what I know now, why would they do that? Yeah, but but it's good to see Joe, um, animal. Yeah, uh, on there. So here is the people right now that are set up for the Intercontinental Championship. All right, we're gonna go through this list and we'll cap it off. Yep. Shinsuke Nakamura, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, Daniel Bryan, Ziggler, Gulak, and Morrison, along with um, a returning uh, Cesaro. Oh, I so just we saw may like have eight people. We may have, uh, and there may be a ninth, because they're they've been teasing the uh, return of the hacker or the debut of the hacker. Mm. But um, my thing is, is, we have a pinch of, but potential. To see a bar re- a bar match. <laughs> the sad part is, I want them to be a tag team again. Everybody wants. Everybody sorry. wants them to be a tag team again. I will Let's be, the, be honest. I will be the first to admit that when they were first put together, I absolutely hated it. I did too. But they're like, what are they doing? No, it's not even that. It's just that. Wait, you're taking two. They were guys. just feuding. They were just feuding. But you're taking two guys that one guy is a former 
WWE and heavyweight champion. Yep, Sheamus. You have one that needs the heavyweight uh-huh. and the uh, WWE title Cesaro? to get his crown, to get his triple crown. Sheamus, all he needs now is... No, he's a triple crown winner. No, Sheamus needs the Intercontinental belt. Or needs belt. the IC belt. Yeah, Cesar- so if he so- wins this, he gets his crown. Yep, Cesaro needs two belts to become... Yeah, the heavyweight. He needs that. No, the heavy and the Intercontinental. He was never IC champ. He was not. He was United States champ. Okay, so he needs three then. He was never WWE champ either. He just needs two. Heavy and the Intercontinental. Because that's, that's what qualifies as triple crown. Because he's oh. already tag team champion. Okay, I'm thinking like the sweep. Yeah, that's, you're thinking Grand Slam. Grand Slam. Okay. Sheamus, all he needs is the IC and he gets the Grand Slam. Yep, that's true. <laughs> Which, ironically, Jeff needs one. So. Which is weird. Jeff no, needs- Jeff is. Mm-mm. Under the previous ladder. Under the previous he, ladder, he, yeah. He's not Universal Champion, which is what he needs to be current well, Grand Slam. But he had. Oh, no, because remember, they're still calling it the heavy, they can still call it the heavyweight title. Right, but that he's already triple crowned. You're talking if you're talking sweep, he needs the universal title. He's never won it. That's the only title he's never won. Only title. He's won the Raw and SmackDown titles. He's won he won United States and Intercontinental title. He's been WWE champion. And he's been heavyweight champion. And he's been heavyweight champion. So if he gets So he's under the Oh no. He'll be that'll be a first. If he gets the if he gets the Universal Champion Championship He'll All be three. the first. No, he'll be well. Not only that, he'll be the first person in WWE history to have won every single men's belt that has been offered in that particular career, besides twenty four seven. Fuck that title. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't. But, you, but you're right. Jeff was hardcore and European champion. He was hardcore. He was European. Yep. IC. Yep. United States. Yep. WWE. WWE yep. heavyweight. Yep. Then the new WWE tag belts. Tag belts. Yep. And old tag SmackDown. belts. And the old tag belts. And the and the beautiful. The, I oh mean, yes. I love the only belt that I'm actually in love with in the current main roster area right now is the IC belt. I love it. It's mm-hmm. old school. Fuck those dime store belts. That's my life. It's old uh, school. F-bomb. It's got the metal plates with the leather, not that plastic shit that they're using for this tag tag titles. I mean, I understand trying to save money. Yeah. But you're literally putting. Oh, here's our heavyweight titles. They're ten thousand dollars a piece. Yes, I'm not a oh, fan. Oh, here's our intercontinental championship. It's five thousand dollars a piece. Oh, here's your two hundred dollar tag belts. I am not a fan of the design of the WWE. Championship because or the women's championship, it's the same logo. It's literally the it's 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 for people to have it's for people to uh, have a replica and say, Hey, you know, we're fans of WWE. That's all it is, it's all about branding, but there's no uniqueness. No, that's why I don't even like the AEW titles. I like the I like the AEW title, mm-hmm. but there's way too much going on, and that's coming from a guy who idolizes Goldie. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of us glistening in there. There's too much going on. Even with Goldie, there wasn't that much going on. Mm-hmm. The best titles any company currently has right now, still to this day, in my humble opinion, is the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I agree with you on that, and we're going to cap it off on that because that's a great segue into uh, next, next, week's. next week's podcast. Are the greatest champion championship belts in terms of lineage and design... ETC. Woohoo! So stay tuned for that, but 
Until then, thank you all for tuning in. Yes. And we will catch you the next time we do this. That'll be a three sweet. Woo! We out. Bye.